0: Didn't get to do this Friday morning, but gladly we'll do it for the series Monday morning. Fly the L! The Best thing no
1: cubs no. No cubs no. Hey Chicago, what do you say? The L is flying hot. Fly today. the L and Fly Proud Chicago. No cubs no. no cubs no. No Cubs no. Hey Chicago.
0: Oh, it feels so good, Rowdy. Brewers take the series two to one. A busted wide open yesterday. Jesse Winker getting things rolling for the Brewers. And they make the Cubs fly the L Saturday and Sunday, and it feels oh so good. And they got hot, nasty speed for the Milwaukee Brewers. What's up, dude? Yeah,
2: so I actually caught both of well, I should say parts of both of uh, the two games on the weekend Saturday. I caught the game from the fourth inning on. And then this is the weird uh, Sunday caught innings one through three and then seven through nine. You missed all the runs in the sixth. I missed all the runs mostly because of, uh, you know, the weather this weekend,
0: internet connection oh, in and out. Not wow. the greatest. Well, how about this? I'm going to do you a super cut rowdy that I found here is, the sixth inning for the Milwaukee Brewers that busted it wide open all uh, right there on the Chicago Cubs. Just sit back and enjoy. Here
1: you go. Joey Weimer, a fly ball to center and a fielder's choice ground out. 0 oh for 2. Weimer on the ground. Slow roller. Going to be a tough play. No play. Weimer will reach out an infield hit. And uh, now the Leamer. bases are Good loaded. The show, right? Still just one out. Jesse Winker coming up. He singled and walked. And he sends out into left center field. That's going to fall for a base hit. Tarang is in. Weimer right behind him. He'll score. It's a two RBI single. And Jesse Winker. Men at the corners. Just one away. And Willie Adamas at the plate. Willie Adamas. First ball swinging in the air to center field. Falling fast. Yep. It's down. A base hit. Willie Adamas make it 6-2. Winkers at second. Adamas at first. Rowdy telez the batter. Roddy Telez, cue shot that is off the glove of Madrigal and Roddy Telez with his first hit Madrigal almost caught that ball Didn't and if though. he did it would have been a double play bases are loaded again for the Brewers Brian Anderson trying to deliver a put away punch he sends one to center field going back on it is Bellinger he makes the catch Tagging at third so is He will score. On his way the to link. third goes. There's and it is seven to two Milwaukee. And now the ninth batter of the inning, Garrett Mitchell. Two and two, two men out. Runners at the corners. Tales takes off and a shot back up the middle. Mitchell with an RBI single. 8-2 to Brewers. Garrett Mitchell with his second RBI of the day. That's a 5-1 inning for the Brewers.
0: How about it, right? There's that supercut for you, thanks to the Brewers Radio Network as well as the Cubs Radio Network. That right there. That's a, that's a master class of small ball baseball from the Milwaukee yeah, Brewers. Yeah, when you watch Thursday's
2: game the offense was essentially non-existent. Was like, nothing. what did they celebrate on Thursday? Bryce Trank's first hit, which yep. was an infield single. First pitch, first hit. Other than that, there wasn't a whole lot to be said for the Brewers on offense. And then all of a sudden, ooh, they almost made it through... Um, the entire next game until they woke up. What it was took it until the seventh, seventh inning? inning. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if you heard this, but the Milwaukee Brewers actually set a franchise yeah, record of scoreless
0: innings to start the year.
2: Fifteen scoreless innings to start the season. We're getting a little concerned. Well, it was. Now it wasn't the other, the other thing with the series is the weather wasn't great in Chicago. No, it was rainy. It was windy. Cold. It was cold. And then all of a sudden they made it to Sunday and it looked like it was, it was a beautiful day, nicer weather. But yes, games one and
0: games two, weather was pretty crappy. Yeah, uh, Brandon Woodruff was a monster on Saturday as well. Uh, the, the offense just couldn't get it going. Then they, they scored three runs. And then yesterday is when they busted that thing open. Al Br- Rowdy, new additions of the team or some of the freshmen, the rookies. And, and Mitchell from last year, obviously. Yeah, and, and going back
2: to the pitching, I know we talked on Friday that uh, Corbin Burns didn't have his best stuff. He wasn't super sharp. He didn't have great command, but he fought through it. And still, if you take away, probably, well, there was one for sure. If you take away the other mental error, his line looks a lot better, yeah. even though it wasn't his best stuff. Brandon, Woodler, Woodler, Brandon Woodruff looked good. monster. Like outside Beast. of the one pitch that he didn't get up high enough where Ian Happ took him deep, mm. that still wasn't the easiest spot for Happ to hit it out. So, yeah, outside of that one pitch, I mean, Woodruff looked sharp. His command was on. And then you look at uh, – Eric
0: Lauer almost blew it quick yesterday. Yeah. Came back around quick though.
2: Overall though, I thought for three games, you know, huge sample size of three games, the bullpen
0: has been okay. Yeah, dude. This so uh, far. How about this Gus Varland guy? Um, what he gave up a. Uh, uh, Varland was a little shaky Thursday, or was it Strzelecki was looking good on Thursday? Strzelecki has looked really so good. Strzelecki's been looking good. Uh, let's see here. Yesterday it was. Uh, did you figure out how to say his name right? Pyams. P- P- Yeah, that's what it is. Piemps, Joel Piemps. Piemps comes in, then Gera, then Hobie Milner, then Gus Varland. Uh, Brewers get it done nine to five. It would be uh, what Gera giving up uh, a a little bit out of there, but yeah, Eric Lauer right away was a little shaky, then settled in. I got comments from Craig Council talking about it. Uh, Jesse Winker talking about you know trying to settle into his new team as well. But dude, the Brewers, and I know RJ when he pops in here, he'll say it again, but we'll talk about it today as well and throughout the season. The Brewers have a lot of speed on the bases, and all these young guys and new uh, faces to the team are really – now, I know it's three games in, but and yesterday was exciting, but these new guys, Rowdy, are bringing it. I'm loving it. The only thing I don't like is Luis Arias being down uh, for, what, six to eight weeks, and the thing on the eight-week side of things. But that brought up an uh, opportunity for who? Yeah, Joey Weimer, guy that we had
2: on these airwaves in 2020. It's yeah. A guy that when they drafted him, I, I liked his profile and – He's looking good. Hopefully it comes to fruition. I mean, first at bat was a double.
0: Yeah, the the guy's looking good. I know it's, again, early, but still, I mean, sports are what have you done for me lately, and lately the guy's looking good. But if you if you
2: look at the Brewers' top five prospects in the farm system, numbers three, four, and five are all at the big league level, and that's obviously Garrett Mitchell, Bryce Terang, and now Joey Weimer. But another thing about their prospects— those top five guys now, Jackson Cheerio, Sal Frelick, Garrett Mitchell, Bryce Terang, Joey Weimer, in the last two seasons have all spent time as top 100 prospects in baseball. Yeah. And now you got to look a little bit into maybe what the future for the Brewers looks like because they are good. They are fast. And by the way, Weimer, Frelick, Mitchell, Beamer. like they've basically stolen 20-plus bags every season the last few years. Yeah. So, I mean, everyone knew that they were going to add speed. Now you talk about some of the rule changes with bigger bases and, you know, some of the pickoff stuff. Yeah. This, this team, it's going to be interesting to see what they do uh, by the middle of the season. Like when the trade deadline starts to get active.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, definitely. And then Rowdy, you have uh, uh, this Brewers yesterday. Am I crazy? Or is it all small ball yesterday? Like, it was all small balls and running the base path and, like, you know, playing, like, kind of old-school baseball. Am I wrong in saying that? I mean, there wasn't a home run. Yeah, like, how long have we been crying and bitching about the Brewers on the strikeout or hit-a-home-run philosophy? And you know what else is funny? I, I got
2: multiple messages from different people, and they
0: all said, man, this team is fun. Man, this team is fun. Yeah. They I, didn't hit a home run. That's why they're fun is because they don't like, swing for the fences and strike out and then go sit on the bench and be like, oh, damn it, I can't, I'll I'll get them next time. And then they'd strike out again. Now, also, it's a three-game sample size, but... But it's a lot better starting off the season this way than it is to, I don't know, uh, I'm not saying losing the series or being swept by the Cubs, but being like, okay, where's the offense? At least the offense showed up yesterday when the weather was nice.
2: Now... Uh, pre COVID the last couple of years, pre COVID Jesse Winker was an absolute beast for the Cincinnati Reds. And he kind of had his coming out party. And then uh fast forward to gets traded from the Reds goes to the Mariners for one season has a down year, then gets traded to the Milwaukee Brewers for Colton Wong, kind of like a, a lateral trade where it was both two veterans that were, were slumping a little bit yeah. swapped for each other. Yeah. Jesse Winker looked God awful on Thursday <laughs> he did, and then Friday, all of a sudden he's the one that had the big hit. And then he had more big hits on Sunday.
0: Yeah. Or Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Jesse Winker. And we were talking about this on Friday. I think you would had to go leave the show quickly to r- run down to the hallway down here, Rowdy. And Ben had said, was talking about Winker and be like, I just don't know if, you know, he's going to, he's a guy that's been struggling the past couple of years. And you're coming to the Brewers. This is the big splash. I don't know if he's going to turn it around. Yeah, yeah. Well, what you saw Saturday and Sunday, it's a sign of hopefully a good sign of good know, things to come. I don't
2: know how Jesse Winker's season will go. Cause he's not getting any younger, right? Um, He clearly is limited defensively on what he can play when you talk about corner outfield. And clearly it's hard for him to play much left field when you're paying Christian Yelich what you're paying him. So he's pretty much relegated to the DH at this point. But I will say this, when you look at Jesse uh, Winker's profile, uh, Jesse Winker is a guy that, when healthy has had big power seasons, and he's a left-handed hitter. He's absolutely mashed in NL Central ballparks, which, weirdly enough, the Brewers play in the NL Central. They do? And he's also mashed in Miller slash American Family Field in his career as a Cincinnati Red. He hits the NL Central well, likes those ballparks, likes your home ballpark, And he's a left-handed hitter, which we already know plays up a little bit at American Family Field. So if he's going to do it somewhere, this is the profile for him to
0: do it. Why not be it for the Milwaukee Brewers? Again, fly the L, Chicago. (laughs) And if he can't do it here, (laughs)
2: well, Well, he's going to be a free agent and uh, he's probably... It's, it's gonna be later. hard for him to catch up. We'll see you later.
0: <laughs> there is a three-way tie for first place in the NL Central: Cardinals, Reds, Brewers, all sit two and one. Pirates and Cubs in the basement at one and two. Yeah, after two days in the NL Central, everybody was
2: knotted up at one and one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, our guy, our guy Mike Becker, JerMichael Buckwheat, texted me on Saturday. Round he goes. Or uh, Saturday night, and he goes, five-way tie for the NL Central, first place. (laughs) It's like, all right, Becker. Miss you too, brother. Luke Fickle. Lightning. Luke Fickle. Badgers' new head coach. Put up the bat signal yesterday for Wisconsin. Kind of out of nowhere, the bat signal. Well, that's how the bat signal usually works, right? Yeah. You never know when it's going to be turned on. No. Luke Fickle turns it on on Twitter yesterday. And Wisconsin staying within the state to land its next commitment in the class of 2024. Three-star offensive lineman Derek Jensen out of Heartland announced his decision yesterday afternoon. Staying home, he said. He recruited just about everyone in there, thinking, you know, his family, God, etc. Six-foot-six, 285 pounds, ranked as the fifth-best player in the state and the 33rd-best offensive lineman in the country. Uh, He was first-team All-State pick as a junior uh, he held scholarship offers from half of the Big Ten, in addition to Iowa State, Kansas, and Virginia. Pretty mm-hmm. cool, locking up those borders a little bit, RJ. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you had some kids lately. Wasn't uh, he a four elsewhere? star? You said.
3: Yeah, um, I earlier in the year, and even last year, he was a four star in a lot of places. And now, once again, when you commit to
0: Wisconsin, your stars automatically drop
3: for some reason.
0: Um, <laughs> Pretty cool. Well, yeah. Wisconsin. They get also uh, him, Jensen, and tight end Rob Booker from Wanakee. Yeah. Wisconsin now gained commitments from two of the top five players in the state. Uh, so uh, Luke, Luke, Luke Fickle, Fickle and his staff also hot after another offensive lineman, Donovan Harbour from Waukesha, and Nathan Roy from McGowanago, along with running back Corey Smith from Waukesha. So locking up those borders for the Badgers. In what is it the fourth practice or the fifth practice coming up here? Fifth. I think it's the fifth practice coming up. Yeah. Um, I saw, I was watching the news when I was up in lacrosse on Saturday and Fickle was talking. He's like, yeah, we're, we're just loving it. We're loving the vibes. We're loving, you know, the, the jump they're making in practice and just our commitment of, of you know, maintaining success. So excitement running big time here. Uh, other commitments in Wisconsin's 2024 class. Four-star quarterback, don't forget, Mabry, M- oh gosh, crap, Matoyer and four-star tight end Grant Steck. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty slow. When do you start, can, when do you, when can alum get down there and start going to practice? Can you do that right now? I don't know. When, um, when, when do you usually get the, the I, I, little peek in? I don't know anybody
3: in the office anymore.
0: Oh, I guess that would be kind <laughs> of a problem, wouldn't it? Yeah. Because you used to be able to get in because it was all Wisconsin I, guys I could there.
3: text somebody and be like, hey, can I come watch practice? And they'd say yes.
0: But now you don't have any of those guys' no, numbers anymore. Yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> kind of a new, new look, new regime. Yeah, I
3: don't have anybody
0: I can go in there and be like. Can't you just like yeah. strong arm the door or something and walk in? And be like flash some kind of badge you have or something. I mean, it's there's usually places open you can get it. Okay. Um,
3: and then it's just a matter of until somebody comes walking up to you and asks what you're doing there. Um, I was on the team for five years. I'm effort. Yeah, like, uh, you know, I also used to have. Names I could drop and be like, "Oh, so and so invited me," and somebody be like, "Yeah, makes sense why well, I didn't find out then." Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> so can you Oh, be Matt like,
0: Bernstein invited me. <laughs> yeah,
3: maybe he works at uh, the university. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, my only time this year might be um, uh, the launch. Except oh. they they did they did post uh, uh, UW football or uh, UW Badgers posted on Instagram like a group of like ten guys who made it to a practice which was then uh commented on by a lot of other former badgers being like I guess I missed my invite uh oh so yeah uh there were there were some people who weren't too happy that they weren't basically it was the nod more well known uh badgers and or people who were still living in madison got invites um yeah but yeah so I think you just had like a key to the facilities no matter what well I mean we always used to get uh, like right as spring practice started you uh they'd send a message out to the W club yeah uh, football uh people in the W club uh, for hey this is we're doing a it'd be the Friday night before the spring game or the open practice um, then watch practice uh meet coaching staff and players and all that kind of stuff Sure. Uh, but yeah i I don't know if that's kind of things going to happen again, or or when. But I mean, at this point, can't get too mad at a new, brand new coaching staff wanting
2: to just deal with the football aspect of stuff. Makes sense. Well, that was one of the questions when you talk about Luke Fickle when they brought him in. Is could he hold down the borders, lock up the players in state mm-hmm. and locking up two of the top 5 already for the upcoming recruiting class that are going to be seniors in high school this upcoming football season. Yep. And then it looks like having a good inside track on landing the three other top 5 guys. I mean, I'll be honest, if he can knock out the f- top 5 guys in the state, I would love to know the last time Wisconsin actually did that, because it seemed like since 2019, they had lost more and more guys, especially offensive line guys from the state. And when you go back and look at the history of of Wisconsin, offensive linemen from the state of Wisconsin, it's almost like. A really good shot that you are going to be at least a solid college offensive lineman, mm-hmm. or you're going to the pros. Yeah. And they were starting to lose these guys. What? Under Paul Christ, I know the last couple of years, they lost a couple of in state yep. pretty good linemen. Was it Michigan, Notre Dame, uh, like Ohio those state. same types of teams that you're competing with yeah. and you want to be better than? And when you have a guy like Barry Alvarez come in and say, hey, we need to recruit this state and you do for the most part, but then towards the end of the ball, Chris tenure, you're starting to lose some of those guys. It's pretty cool to see Luke fickle come in and all of a sudden grab all those kids back. And the fact that, I don't know, he brought in like a top 25 quarterback in that class. He brought in another top tight end. So it's like what you got two top tight ends, Mm -hmm. uh, a a top quarterback, and now you're locking down the state. Let's go. I mean, it's been a hell of a start for Luke Fickle and staff. Yeah.
3: And Gary I mean, Anderson could never do this. One, one. thing, like, they, they showed him talking to the high school coaches association conference uh, over the weekend. The past few years, that had been um, Jim Leonard. Because Paul Chris didn't like going and doing stuff like that. Yeah, Like, that's not saying that's the reason that, you know, you're not getting some of these top recruits because you're not showing up at a coach's convention and coaches can be petty. Yeah. They can, believe oh, yeah. me. <laughs> but there's like when when a head coach of the only university playing D1 football in your state doesn't come and speak at events, you're going to lose stuff. Yeah. You lost support because
0: people didn't see you. You got to be a man of the people. And you sent Jim Leonard to go be like, the face. It comes to the territory. You got to be out shaking hands and kissing babies. Like yeah. it's, this is what you have to do. Um, so whether you like it or not.
3: But yeah, the, one of the first things you see is like the whole Wisconsin coaching staff was there meeting people. Yeah. Like it's it's a different. Some people don't
0: realize that, that their job is more than what they think it is. So they think they can just be a kind of a you know yeah like, like being I, a shell. You Paul, can't do that. All
3: Paul Chris wanted to do was the football side. Yeah. And there's more there, to it than that. Uh, yeah, there is, but that's also understandable to. Um, want to be the football side but i mean
2: yeah there's many sides
0: there's uh, many jobs
3: Politicking and everything and he just didn't want to play the politics See,
2: i'm glad that gary anderson was brought up because the two years of gary anderson is what i like to call the badger the dark years because i wasn't alive for the (laughs) 70s and 80s but uh remember when gary anderson was here and he was we'll say struggling with recruits and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he kept saying, well, the standards are too high. The standards are too high. I haven't heard Luke Fickle say that one time. And yet I still see a lot of great players coming in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah Weird awesome. how that happens.
3: Yeah. yeah. Uh, It's also one of those. I
2: always felt like Wisconsin and standards was always a crutch.
3: So was the, we can't pay assistance.
2: <laughs> that, was, that was
0: a fun one for a while, wasn't it though? That yeah.
3: Because you're going to pay a guy who goes and gets a promotion the same to stay at Wisconsin. <laughs> People left to go be coordinators and head coaches. Yeah. You're not paying them to stay here.
0: Brewers actually have a, a, a series called The Freshman and it's chron- uh, chronicling the Cubs' top prospects. You can check it out online. Uh, the Sunday series finale is uh, for the the game. Mitchell delivered a pair of uh, run scoring hits, including the go at triple. Brewers, T- right? What did I say? Cubs. Sorry, Brewers, yes. Terang okay. reached safely all four times up, scored twice delivered a run-scoring double for the first career RBI and put the finishing touches on a weekend of, they say, elite defense. Mm, Uh, The weekend elite defense. Thursday Thursday is not the weekend. Thursday is not the weekend. And Joey Weimer's hustle highlighted the five-run six-inning rally in which the Brewers' ability to make contact and take extra bases broke the game open. Craig Council saying, quote, those things collectively, they start to add up. They get you an extra out somewhere. They put you in a better position with runners on the bases. They make the pitcher have a little more pressure. That's where speed shows up. It's something that we just haven't had. Group, team, speed. We haven't had anybody with speed. And now the Brewers, (laughs) as Council says, we have a number of players... Who run really well and it made a big difference in the game today. Like Joey Weimer was almost lapping.
3: Yeah. Like <laughs> coming wa- home. Watching some of these hits that for the most part you normally take for granted, or like, oh, that's a single. Getting that stretched into a double. Yeah. And not even thinking about whether you were gonna to wait to see if you were gonna round second. Like on the contact. The, the immediate thought was going to second. Just go, go, go. And seeing other teams be like, oh, I wish we had a guy who could do that. And now we
2: have like three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you're, the guys you were referencing right there was Bryce Terang had probably a couple of those yep. over the weekend. Joey Weimer, I mean, it was his first hit that mm-hmm. was kind of an excuse me yeah. blooper base hit that he turned into a double. But um, yeah, I mean, overall, it was funny because was, was when I... Mitchell with the triple? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Overall, when I was watching the broadcast post-Thursday, so I had to go to a stream, right? And inconsistent due to some of the weather that we were having in the area, <laughs> but when I did have it, it was the Cubs broadcast, so funny enough, it was like Sheambi, and it was yeah. Joe Girardi. Okay. And they were talking about some of these young guys. He's a bum, by the way. And you know who they actually compared Joey Weimer to? Hunter Pence. Really? really? Oh, when say, I was looking at good. him, yeah. I'll take it. When I was looking at him, I actually, just because, you know, uh, he was a guy that was a former Brewer, he reminds me of a more athletic Hunter Renfro. Okay. Because both of them are big. Like, Joey Weimer's like 6'4", 6'5". He's got a cannon for an arm. He's extremely fast, and he's a power hitter that profiles to hit anywhere between like 260 to 240 in the big leagues. But really... He's basically what Renfro was and Renfro was a top 100 prospect by the yeah. way except for he's more athletic. Like it makes sense why he's a top 100 prospect. Mm-hmm. We've we've seen him play and I think everyone for the season you got to see from Hunter Renfro would be thrilled if Joey Weimer was a more athletic Hunter Renfro.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, so, so the Brewers, um, I know, again, small sample size, but still got to you know be excited about it. No home runs, twelve runs, twenty three hits, zero dingers. Um, that's nice. Like, yeah, the Brewers are fun. one Saturday, they won Sunday, and Rowdy made this comment that people were reaching out to him saying, "Man, watching the Milwaukee Brewers is fun. Like, it's fun." Yeah, because you see small ball. Small ball's fun.
3: Well, having having guys on base. And then seeing them advance past first, it'll be interesting to see. uh, You know, the the runners and scoring opportunity, runners and scoring position opportunities this year will be way past what we saw last year. When we were when we were talking about it and be like, oh, look at this batting average with runners in scoring position. Then you look at the sample size, and it's like they had the least amount of runners in scoring position like in the majors for a while last year. (laughs) You're just like man, like, this offense is just
2: bad. I don't even, I don't know if you would consider quote-unquote small ball fun, because when I think of small ball, I think of, like, bunting and moving runners over. Yeah. But they're playing at least, like, station to station, where not mm. everybody is is hitting a long ball. Now,
3: it's
2: no not, one let's not short uh, sell it short here. It's fun to see some home runs, but if you can consistently have base hits or, or your balls in the gap and you let these fast guys run, you're going to have success too. And when people complain about, well, you know, uh, they just strike out and walk, or strike out or home run, and they basically either walk around the bases or they walk back to the base. Mm. Yeah, but for those same people are the ones that don't want to bunt. Those are the same people that don't want to hit triples. Yeah. So it's... Uh, mm. base. <laughs> Baseball
0: you know, is in a very you know, confusing tough place. Today, <sighs> <Yeah. laughs> if, if it was Rowdy's perfect world for baseball, how would the Brewers operate? How would baseball operate?
2: Well, you'd operate however your roster is. And clearly the roster right now is, well, in the past, it's been a lot of bigger guys that hit home runs, and then they didn't have pitching. And then it turned into, well, we got all these pitchers now, but where the hell are the guys on our team that uh, hit the ball? And now it's like you have a young mix of uh, young up and coming prospects and some of the older veterans, like a Yelich and a Winker, and those type of guys. It's, I just, I'm, if we could fast forward and all of a sudden have it be like late June, I'd love to see where the Brewers were. Yeah. Because uh, there's a part of me that knows that this is the last real year of this core group before they got to start making decisions on Burns, decisions on Woodruff, Adamus, they could go right down the line. But I don't think you're, they're really going to acquire too much at the deadline because do you really want to give up many of these prospects that appear and if you are in contention are going to be playing extremely well yeah. and they're super young? Because you probably wouldn't. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's going to be interesting because you're going to want them to trade to acquire more, but they probably shouldn't because this is just that one year yeah. and then it's back to this longer window of younger prospects. But if they completely nosedive and they look more like Thursday in Chicago <coughs> than Saturday, Sunday, then a lot of these Adamas's burns and whatever might be. Potentially be on the block, getting traded in late June to through July. Well,
0: on Bleacher Report, I just found that the ten best trade chips in Major League Baseball for the twenty twenty three season. This article is written yesterday. The it gives you a top ten, and second on the list for the best trade chips this year, it belongs to the Burns Woodruff Adamus trio of the Milwaukee Brewers. What's better than that? <laughs> yeah. no, Seriously, the, does it? Does it not? Yeah. What was number one? Uh, number one is Shohei Ohtani. Okay. <laughs> I mean uh, that. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, but it's one player. <laughs> did you see Otani? Right. like Otani? Who's going to be a free agent at the end of the year? You see Otani goes viral with his reaction after the Angels blow it. And then there was the I a mean, big thing do you, to do. How did Like you know you're, it. You know what's going to happen with your Angels. Yeah. I think
2: you're crazy if you would rather have Shohei Otani. As in one player that can both pitch and hit over Brandon Woodruff, Corbin Burns, and Willie Adamas. I
0: mean, uh, the onset, uh, the outset of the 2022-2030, offseason, there was speculation that Milwaukee Brewers could look to trading Willie Adamas or one of their two aces, Woody your Burns, but not for long, blah, 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 blah. And yet, it's still reasonable to look at Adamus Burns and Woodruff and wonder, what if? And then they talk about the Brewers and what if they would have traded these guys. But now they look into 2023 and say, this could be it where the Brewers shop these guys. Even if things don't go pear-shaped this season, the Brewers could conceivably be uh, trading Adamus Burns or Woodruff just to save money. Although last year's trades of hater, they're earning a total of $29.5 this year, with more to come via arbitration in 2024. With Burns, there's also the added complication of his relationship with the club being harmed in the arbitration could negotiations. Could you imagine? The two sides working a long-term deal seems unlikely in which a case uh, trading him would be Oh, he's viable. not coming back. No. He's unlikely not back. it's oh, just, not happening. Yeah. Just finishing the article there. Could,
2: it, could you imagine a situation
0: it's, where it's... Just stepped on. Just don't read the headline. Yeah.
2: Well, every time I do the Razor's Edge, you guys make noises, but I can digress.
0: Um, That's okay. You can interrupt me. I'll just keep, I'll just keep reading.
2: The... Uh, Could you imagine another situation where it's like two weeks up till the all-star break and you're getting closer to the deadline and the next thing you know, they're shopping Burns, they're shopping Woody. If they trade those three guys and the Brewers are in first place again, like (laughs) last year, how are you going to sell that to the fan base?
3: Uh, You can't. The future, because we already brought these guys up.
0: I mean, the fan base will still show up. we need...
3: They didn't show up last year. We need the
0: future pitching. What? Well, they finished in attendance.
2: Uh, Ooh, like sixteenth. Yeah, it was so
0: like they were they were were projected
2: they were projected to be in the top ten. Oh, really? And then the last month or so of the season, you don't remember there's like less than ten thousand people at games. You were a
3: million and a half away from being in the top ten The Six six or eight dollar
0: vouchers. And they went six. Six dollar vouchers. And then get some water. Yeah. Yeah. I mean they probably do it. The last month, month and <laughs> a half do it. <laughs> the sales
2: just tanked in Milwaukee. Yep. If they did that again but got rid of Woodruff, Burns, and Adamus all in the same year, that's gonna be oh my attendance will be worse than last year and more yeah. people will be pissed off than last year.
3: That's a
0: valid. Yeah, could you imagine explaining that two years in a row? Yeah, we just traded away Josh Hader. Yeah. Now we're trading away. It's
2: an easy sell. Everybody else. It's an easy sell. If you nosedive the first three months of the season and you have some of these young players playing well, but if they're in first place like last year and all these people are playing well or pitching well or doing whatever. Oh my. (laughs) Oh my. I understand not maybe going and getting a huge trade piece because you're not going to want to trade any of your top prospects that are playing well. So I would actually understand them kind of just sitting and, and staying firm, but, but to sell if you're in the league. Yeah, I would say piss on the Brewers for the rest of the season.
3: Maybe that might become like a rest of the life kind of thing. i <laughs> like legit finding a new
0: team. <laughs> uh, No, RJ, here you go. Yeah, look. Yeah, he is live. Yeah, yeah. Had an uh, opening day, huh? home opening day, I should say, at uh, American Family Field. Who's going up there? 608-321-1670. Uh, I've been up there many years in the past. Uh, it's hard doing a morning show from 6 to 10 and uh, oh, doing yeah. it live. There's literally no one there. No, absolutely nobody. I stand in a parking lot by myself. Cold. With a heater. Yeah. Sometimes. Literally by myself. Sometimes you're allowed in Hellfair Field. Well, then we get kicked out because the big unit comes in. Yeah, but he's not even there this year. Where's he doing it from? Stenny's? Oh, really? I think so. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. Uh, I see Bill's on his way right now. Uh, who else is going up? 608 and 1670 How stoked are you? We met one of our great listeners, Tommy. He brought in some of his grass-fed beef. Uh, oh, and the Tully. He brought some Tully and his grill. He made, made us uh, Euro burger sliders, essentially. They were friggin' awesome. Um, let's see. We met a bunch of other listeners here year before. It, it, it kind of stinks, though, like for a morning show. You're up there, yeah. You're the only. You're the only soul there, right? And then once the show ends, people still aren't in the gates yet. No, I think today they're opening up. I think it was a little after ten that they were opening up extra early for people that was tailgating. I have to go. I have to it? go find the tweet. I th- that was like 10-10 or something like that. It sticks out in my mind.
3: I thought they normally opened like three hours before game
0: time. That's three I, hours. I right? knew they were doing it a little uh, earlier. Month? I saw an yeah. Adam McKelvey tweet over the weekend. That's. T-
3: that's three hours before game time, so that makes sense. So people ten, are ten
0: people are fired up, baby. You got the yeah. Mets coming in, and uh, Brewers looking to just continue rolling with the young guns here. Uh, I'll try to find all the details that people are thinking about it. I know it was a tweet from I think Saturday that Michael V had put it out, so I'll go and try and find it. But yeah, good stuff for the Brewers right now. Feeling the vibe, feeling the flows, feeling really good about it. Uh, but as uh, we were just talking about, could you stomach a trade of you know Adamas Woodruff Burns? Two of them. All three of them? If that was the case, would you be like, I am totally done with this? Especially if it's all and three of them. And I'm done. Yep, 110 first pitch. Let's get it going, baby. Uh, true, advisor, true Advisor says, if the Brewers trade away the best players, I'll be done buying tickets. Oh. Going on the 8th. All right, could you guys stomach like Burns and Willie Adamas? Would the fan base stomach that if it were to happen? Which probably, I mean, Burns is not staying a Brewer. so No, he is not.
2: Do you guys stomach if you're your, if you're in first place? No.
3: Yeah, if you're in first place, the Brewers are in first trade, place. Trade them in the off season. Dude, that's, that's, do that's any Paul of them? Paul
2: Chris punting on the thirty four.
0: <laughs> what do you do with Burns um, if you're in first place? Dealing, do you tr- do anything with any of them? No, because they're Steady. all
2: under contract through twenty twenty four. You could you sit here, you play it out. Okay, you don't win a World Series or you win the World Series, whatever you see it through. Especially mm-hmm. if you're in first place. Yeah you then can turn around that winter and trade all three of them. Yeah. And then you say, well, fans, 2024, you saw some of our exciting guys in 2023, like Garrett Mitchell, like uh, Bryce Terang or Joey Weimer, you know, insert any young guy that came up and played well. And guess what? We have even more in the farm, like Jackson Cheerio, blah, blah. That's how you would sell it. You can't do it in season if you're in contention. There's no way. And if if you do,
0: then you deserve to be spit on by fans. That's a loogie. Line one, good morning. Who's this? Corey. Corey. <laughs> What's Corey. up, Corey? What's going on, bro?
4: Not much. This is uh I love it. this is a prototypical Wisconsin fan discussion here. We're already talking about who they're gonna trade away. And it's just, we're only like three games into the season,
0: but I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> it's, already front, um, it's already front page of Major League Baseball and Bleacher Report. Brewers' second best it's piece. Very true. Yeah. It's
4: very true. So, remind me, Rowdy, Adam, or not Adamus, um, Burns and Woodruff, how long do the Brewers have that for control, per se? Through
2: 2024. So, this year okay. and next year.
4: So, theoretically, they could treat him in the offseason of this coming off
2: season. Correct, and if they're in contention that's what they should do. You're not going to get maximum value because obviously you'd be adding a couple two, three months on to the rental right. of the team trading for them, but at this point come on, you gotta you gotta at least pursue a potential World Series
4: Yeah, I would say that, let's say they like completely fall off the map like you said that um, they'll hold on them at least to this year so uh, cheap-ass Antanasio uh, can get his money from the ticket <laughs> from us, from the from the cows that he wants to get milk from all the time for free. Um, Adonis, how long have they got control on him for?
2: 2024. Basically, if if you name okay. the player, the pitcher, the hitter, blah, 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 and they're pretty decent, they pretty much have all of them through 2024.
4: Adonis, I'm not too um, attached to because he keeps throwing to second base and almost like screwed up plays. So, he seems like he just likes to take the lazy way out instead of just do the smart base play, unless there's some other plan behind that. and They're playing pretty well with all Urias in there. I'll be curious to see how well they can mm,
1: oh, mm, mm,
4: mm. If he's back, ready to go beginning of June, I think we'll probably start having the discussions as to whether or not they want to uh, I guess I mean the guy's a, a starting MLB player, so they're going to be kind of forced, their hand's going to be force to either bring him back or I don't know what they would do at that point. It's well, a good problem to have, but yeah. these young guys are playing real well up through there. I don't want this to be another kessler your situation where Ooh. he is playing well. I think that destroyed him personally um, when they decided they had to bring back Ding Dong City guy.
0: The mayor of um, Ding Dong City. Come on. He holds yeah. office.
4: Yeah, and he got recalled <laughs> real quick. Play that much. So, um, yeah, that I hope they don't screw that Add up too, but they. Oh, they will. I'll be holding my breath at that point. So. Well. Otherwise, I'll. Yeah. No, I was For, just going to okay. say
2: Willie Adamas is more expendable than the other two on this roster because if Bryce Tarant can come up and play the well uh, the way he has, I mean, he's a shortstop by trade. Uh, Luis Arias can play shortstop. Like they have a lot of other guys that can play come okay. in and play shortstop. They don't have anybody that can replace Woodruff and Burns that good Correct. in the rotation.
4: I mean if they trade those two guys away, who would they be getting back for? Would they get I mean what would you say is a fair well trades are never really fair, quote unquote, which I hate that word, but like what would be a reasonable trade value getting back for that type of a talent of a pitcher? If you traded like mid-season, what would
2: you think? I'd say three to four prospects in general. All of them are going to be top 30 prospects most likely, or at least okay. three out of the four will be top 30, and probably at least two out of the four would probably be top 10s.
4: So if they did that and trading him away in mid-season, I'd be bummed off because it probably means the Brewers are doing trash, but... Um, on the upside, you'd be like, all right, well, let's see what these young guys got going on. There was a lot of that in the 90s, I can say. Like, okay, what, let's see what they got in the farm system here, at blah, blah, blah. So, so yeah, more to be revealed. Yeah, more uh, yeah. is well, always being revealed, Corey.
0: More is always being revealed. We love you, bud. Yeah, have a good Monday. See you, and,
2: and I know just because we follow this a little bit, but uh, Keston here, obviously, was waived, and then uh, nobody picked him up, so he was reassigned to Nashville AAA. I don't know if you've seen, but in three games, he's hit two home runs. He's balling.
0: <laughs> I did see that. Guess Daddy, our man, just wait till he gets back to the majors, Don't and they'll pitch him against a lefty. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, mm. well, here we go again. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, there it is. All right, uh, details for opening home opener today, excuse me. Uh, parking lots will open at 10 three hours prior to the game time. Ballpark gates will open at 11 10, uh, 11 10, two hours prior to game time. A uh, foul line intro is set to begin at 1245. The national anthem at 1257. You have the Rufus King High School drum line and a flyover Ooh. from a B1 bomber. So the roof's open today? It would appear to be. <laughs> and the ceremonial first pitch, Miss America 2023, Grace Stanky oh, yeah. of Wausau. And fun fact. She is the third Miss Wisconsin to win the national title. And the, ball, the play ball kid, Kyler Woodruff. Brandon Woodruff's daughter. Nepotism. Nepot- definitely nepotism. So Kyler Woodruff, Woody's daughter is out there for the play ball kid. Let's go, baby. Uh, who's headed up there? Would love to hear from you.
3: Is that the one his wife was pregnant with, like in 2020, doing the doing the catching while pregnant? And people were like, uh I don't know.
0: <laughs> but but it should be like two. Can you speak? You can you play ball when you're two? Like three. Oh yeah, 2023, I don't know. Huh. Sure, why not? Good genetics. Yeah. Ready, it's dude? So you do intros or something when you are a kid? You were the
2: fourth inning kid, right? I Yeah, I got to yes. do the just announcer. I got to... See, you got to do as many guys that went up, but obviously in the early 2000s, the Brewers weren't that great. So I only got to name <laughs> like off... three guys? Yeah, I only got to read off three guys, and but it was the top of the order. It yeah. was... Scott Pesednik, nice. Junior Spivey, boom. And Jeff Jenkins.
3: All right, Jeff Jenkins. I mean, that ain't a bad inning to to announce the batters for.
2: Yeah, but that's the thing. It's like if one of them could have got a hit, I would have had it at least another.
3: Imagine having to having to have been the ball kid during that. It um, is the batting around. I just googled it. It <laughs> is uh, yesterday.
0: It is the kid from twenty twenty that they oh, had. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Look at that. August thirty. August thirty first. Uh, the Kyler was born.
5: Zach, what's up, dude? Not much, man. He's probably taking a, taking a dump or
0: something. Oh, oh he just, here he is. He's walking by the window. Right, he's coming in. All right. Play cool. Play cool. Zach, what's going on, man? How are we living? How's How uh, how's everything been?
5: Fantastic. How are you doing?
0: Uh, I'm great. So I was in lacrosse over the weekend, and I had, my brother-in-law had the news on, and Luke Fickle, his eyes were like just piercing into my soul through the television set. And I swear I saw you meandering around in the background on one of the live cuts. You've been down at uh, every practice, yes
5: I have been I have been they've had I thought that was you. so yeah, they've had four prac- well yeah they've had four practices so far, uh the last one being on Saturday, be back out there tomorrow got a total of fifteen um are you excited i I assume I assume because you are a lover of sports and a lover of hmm. badger football, you're going to be there on the 22nd, right? For the launch.
0: Oh dude. Hell yeah. RJ's already talking about it. The launch. Are we going to like yeah, pregame for launch. it or what are we doing?
5: I, I thought we were having something downtown. Yeah, I thought we were all getting together, getting wasted and going to the, to the launch. <laughs> No, is that is that wrong? Am, you, I, am I wrong? I, I will. I don't it.
0: have to be in a reporting capacity or working. <laughs> like, like is it is it isn't it frowned upon to get pissed wasted and then you know report on practices? Isn't that or the launch? It,
5: well, here's the thing: uh, the press box is currently under construction or uh, remodeling or whatever. Um, so we're not going to be in the press box for it. So we oh. just everyone's going to be in the stands. Oh. So I feel like I can I can get away with it.
0: Well, and what time does it all go down again?
5: I do not know that. Oh well we'll get the details uh, on I, that. I, well I, I don't, I, like, I, don't
0: I don't need the certain time to tell me when I can and cannot drink. I'm a Wisconsinite, so right. it doesn't really matter. So <laughs> I mean, when you're a
5: Wisconsinite.
0: If it's I don't it's probably not before like, you know, a night like a nine AM, you know, kick or a eleven AM kick. I start partying before nine AM for Badger Saturdays, so
5: like I know you do. Yeah,
0: what, what does that matter? I'll, be, I'll be i be bloody you. married anytime. Seven AM, six AM? Oh, yeah. The only thing thing I haven't done is party like Charlie, where I get about 4 a.m. and start drinking. I have not hit that phase of my life yet. I don't think I ever will. But Zach, (laughs) when (laughs) it comes comes to the four practices, uh, what what have you been noticing? Um, You know, what what's kind of stood out for you? And I know you're doing the camp as well. You and Jesse getting together, breaking down every practice, which has been awesome. Uh, What have you guys been? You specifically been noticing about you know these four practices so far?
5: It's been a little bit different every practice, like, and that's kind of probably what you'd expect when you're installing a new offense and installing a new defense, and you have a bunch of new guys, and you have all these new quarterbacks. And so it's, it's been a little bit different every practice. Sometimes defense dominates, and sometimes the offense has a day. And in uh, Saturday's case, it was the offense's day. C.J. Williams, the wide receiver from USC who transferred in, uh, the former five-star recruit, uh, had himself a day. A bunch of big plays down the field. Um, they were again, it was against the second team defense, but, uh, that only needs to be noted real quickly. And then you just go on to say some of the catches he made were very, very impressive. So I think it's, uh, I think it's intriguing every time I go down there because you just never know which one of these newer guys is going to step up and show out. And CJ Williams was that guy. I've been impressed with Tanner Mordecai, actually pretty impressed with Braden Locke as well, who's essentially, uh, the number two quarterback that really hasn't even been a competition there. It's been, Mordecai with the ones and Braden Locke with the twos. And so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really depends on which day Uh, I could go down there tomorrow. The defense could have a huge day like they did last Tuesday and they would be the talk. But uh, Saturday was all about CJ Williams and the deep passing game.
0: Now in years previous, different regimes, obviously, how many practices were, you know, your, you and your brethren allowed to, you know, see and participate? Yeah.
5: Yeah. So I went back and looked last year. We didn't see any of the first three practices. Um, and I think we got to see—I want to say eight or nine. I, I'm not positive on that. I don't want to be. I, it's, it would be—it's a, a total guess, but I know we didn't get to see the first three practices last year. Yeah. So some of the so much of what we've seen to this point uh, is stuff that we didn't get to see last year, and you just. You know, so I think you have to take everything with a bit of a grain of salt because you don't know exactly where sure. everybody is in the learning process with the offense and that type of thing.
0: Well, I was wondering, like, you know, the energy brought, like like from Paul Crist into mm. Luke Fickle. I, obviously, two different kind of guys when the cameras are on. Um, <laughs> two different behind the mic of a podium. But has it felt like a different kind of energy that, I mean, obviously Luke Fickle's brand new and a new staff and everything, but have, have, has it been felt like, Something the change is in the air for the Wisconsin program,
5: completely different. It's completely different, it's not even really close. Um, because it's, I mean, Paul Kirst was not intense, you know, in terms of in front of a mic or in front of a camera, and you know, just that wasn't his thing. Mm -hmm. Luke Figgle doesn't, isn't a huge fan of doing it either, but he's actually good at it, and uh, (laughs) so, so I mean, I don't think anybody's, I don't. Paul Chris certainly is not going to, you know, put up a fight saying that he was good at it. But, uh, no, Luke Fickle is really, really intense, and you can see it in the practice. We saw on Saturday during one offensive um, portion of team drills, they finally decided to kick the offense into gear in terms of speed and how fast they wanted to go in between snaps, and he was all over them. Just, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, just going absolutely nuts. The offense snapped the ball with at least 30 seconds left on the play clock. What? Every single time. Every single time. Wow. Um, It was kind of like a two-minute drill on steroids. And uh, so that that's the type of speed, that's the type of intensity that we've seen a ton of here, these first four practices. And Luke fickle has been in the middle of it, but his entire staff is like that. I mean, it's, when we talk to some of these guys, whether it's Mike Trussell, the defensive coordinator, or Greg Scruggs, the defensive line coach, it's just intense, intense, intense and a ton of energy. So, yeah, I mean, its it's been a pretty significant change from the
0: previous regime. So, Zach, Eugene. coming up, I want to ask you something about what you're doing today. So that's four practices for Wisconsin football. Coming up will be the fourth game for the Milwaukee Brewers. You're talking about speed for Wisconsin football. Hot, nasty speed is something the Brewers have. So just just start thinking about that right now before uh, I get into what you're doing sure. today. But a lot of numbers here, a lot of things lining up, Zach. But let me ask you, the bat signal came out yesterday uh, for Luke Fickle. Uh, again, it was someone now from the borders here, right in the borders here of the state of Wisconsin. They had a fourth commitment to the class of 2024, three-star offensive lineman Derek Jensen. How uh, how is it uh, knowing that Luke Fickle's locking up the borders of Wisconsin?
5: So everybody wants, and this 2024 class is really really good in the state of Wisconsin. They've got there's 11 guys with with power uh, with Division one offers. Um, I think actually 11 guys with Power Five offers. But um, to this point, last year's class had two guys, and only one of them. With a big 10 offer and that was Nate White, the running back out of Milwaukee is coming here. Um, Derek Jensen's a really good player. Uh, they offered him a little bit. He was offered a little bit later than a lot of the other guys here in the state, but he's the fifth ranked player in the state, Six six, two eighty five. had offers from half the big 10. I think he's top 35 tackle in the country and, um, from a really good program at Heartland Arrowhead. So, I mean, it. Locking down the state is exactly what Luke Fickle wants to do and needs to do, and this was obviously a good one. There's several big boys left out there for, this, for uh, the state of Wisconsin class, a couple guys from Catholic Memorial, and then also a kid out of McQuanago. So, yeah, it's, it's a good start, certainly a good start, and they have uh, certainly a few more guys that they want.
0: Man, the energy just building around Wisconsin. Love it, dude. And, Zach, Mm. I can feel the energy emanating from your residence uh, right now as you're about to uh, get in the car and head to Milwaukee for a Brewers home opener. Hot, nasty speed for the crew, their fourth game. Zach, you're making the pilgrimage to American Family Field. How does it feel, baby? Baseball season's underway.
5: The annual annual, uh, trip to, to American Family Field unless they make the playoffs and then it turns into two or three times. But I know I'm, I'm very excited. Rowdy, how excited are you? I'm excited they, to see Freddie. Excited?
2: I'm excited to see Freddie Peralta back and finally a hundred percent, because I think they saved Freddie just for this. Cause once you think your one, two, three would be Burns, yes. Woody Peralta, it feels like they saved Peralta for today.
5: You would hope so. Um, I mean, Lauer was, a little shaky in the first, a little shaky in the second, but you know was was fine the rest of the way yesterday. But yeah, Peralta is based on previous history. No, I mean you would. I mean Lauer pitched well down the stretch last year.
2: No, yeah, Lauer's fine, but you would imagine when healthy, your top end three, you know, it's Burns, Woodruff, and Peralta. Yeah. But you know yeah. what else? I was pretty happy to see is C.J. Williams, Pads guy.
5: So I, you sent that sent that to me a couple times, a couple different <laughs> locations. Um, did he? <laughs> my my uh, my question is, what did, what is, did you maybe, send it on, Rowdy? Oh, you just text it on Twitter you and Twitter. text. Oh, <laughs> um, you wanted to make sure so, you saw it, Zach? All right. Yeah, no, no, it's fine. And I, I should have replied. I apologize about that. <laughs> um, but no, <laughs> they they had shoulder pads on on on, uh, on Thursday. There's not a huge difference between the two. But yes, they they were in full pads on on Saturday. So I guess if we want to call C J Williams Pads guy, we can do that. I'm well, open to that. It was just, just a joke sure.
2: because we were talking earlier in the week, and I was asking about C J Williams, and you were talking about oh. him, and then, and then I go, hopefully he's more of a pads guy. <laughs> and then all that's of a sudden, right. the he, next day they throw on pads like C.J. Williams playing great. Yes. Come on,
5: Zach, yeah, keep, that's, keep that's, your head on the swivel. pad. Right. Yeah, come on. That's my bad. My bad. Uh, now that all makes sense. Now I get it. Uh, yes, we because <laughs> he, he wasn't overly impressive like the first couple of days. So yeah, he throw on the pads. He turns into into Superman. Um, mm-hmm. It was actually hilarious. Uh, one, he got into it on Thursday. Threw a ball at a guy. Uh, was was really. Um, Luke fickle. fickle didn't call him out, but said he has to be, and he has to be smarter than that, be more mature. We have to have emotional maturity. And then he came out and just dominated on uh, <laughs> Saturday.
2: Um, weren't we talking Bre- oh, Yes, oh, sorry. You know, I got off off track so. with the comment. Um, now my which, train of thought. No, no, brewers, talking is, Brewers, which, opening day Freddie Peralta. Lauer did look which, decent.
5: Which Brewers rookie are you guys liking the most?
0: ring
2: see this i feel like this is a tough question because Bryce. i think we probably see especially if they do d- decide to trade some pieces off late in the season we might get to see sal Frelick too which is another stud outfielder yeah. that they have but i would say out of the three that are currently at the big league level the one that i'm most excited to see what they can do i'm gonna go with joey weimer
0: speed and he's on the show
2: well, he's a guy that we had him on. He has, oh, nice, yeah, potentially five Thank you. tool stuff. He swore. I got him in 2020 when, when he was sitting on his parents' uh porch wondering where the oh, hell man. he was gonna go because there was no minor <laughs> league. Yeah, he was cool, he,
0: he dropped an S bomb and I didn't even dump it, I just let it go. I'm like, this guy's cool. Hey, it was
5: 2020, man. Anything went,
0: yeah. I kind of missed that times, you know, you could do whatever you wanted. <laughs> she had to leave Dane County.
2: It's weird for me because I think out of those three, he's probably has the highest ceiling in the fact that he can be a five to a player. Like you see the speed, you've seen the power, you know that he has a big cannon for an arm in the outfield and he's just a bigger guy in general, like Bryce Terrain and Garrett Mitchell. They're nice, but do those, do they ever look like five to a players in the sense that they could hit 30 bombs in a year? Probably not. Right.
5: Yeah, I mean, again, um, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Zach, <all> right, Zach <laughs> before, before, I know you're focused the on the my. I've I've expanded the extent of my Brewers knowledge to this point. Well, are no, you ready kidding.
0: to expand uh, your mind even no, more or there, as you go to opening day, maybe? Well,
5: look, it's but it, it is exciting and kind of like Wisconsin with with Luke Sickle, It's injected a little bit of energy. We yeah. heard Jesse Winker talk about it last yesterday after the game. You don't I mean you don't normally get. This type of stuff in Milwaukee, in terms of this many rookies up at the same time. So, um, the fact that they're playing and producing and uh, it's drip, you know, added some excitement to that lot, to that uh, clubhouse. Hell yeah. Zach,
0: before I send you or you send your off, yourself off on your pilgrimage up there uh, to Milwaukee, do you, do you have any like opening day or home opener, uh, you know, traditions besides filling up the tank and driving? <laughs>
5: uh i don't i've never been i've never been to opening day as a fan i never oh that's a bummer dude yeah um i know you're a huge baseball guy too so right never never have been i've never understood going to a baseball game unless you're going to be drinking and uh (laughs) like i can't like that's just i I just can't do it um so listen uh, you
0: can sneak some drinks i won't tell anyone
5: Oh, you could. I mean, see where the where the press box is. You can walk around in the in the concourse, and, um, you know, in, in Loj level, and just don't do don't, don't ever actually have to go into the uh, press box. Uh, you can just walk around and just pick up drinks and food. Yeah, wh- I did that. However many times you want. I've I would never that. do that. I but, did that. But, um, I've done that twice. Is, yeah, I got yeah, a, I got so, a I mean, press I...
0: credential. I got a press credential. I got in. We walked around. We like went and got some food, and then said, "F this, let's go." You know, do whatever. This was years ago. Statute of limitations have, you know, are n- no longer apply. But Zach, then I just went and
5: partied. It was awesome. Yeah, no, and, and then I, you told me that, that I was frowned for, upon. <laughs> wasn't that? Wasn't that what you did for the uh, Capital One Bowl too? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I
0: and mean, mm, no, or was no. it the Capital One Bowl? Uh, one, I one, did, one your- I did sit in the press box the whole time. Another one I did went and I went and kind of partied. <laughs> And you, then you, again, you told What's, me that was frowned upon.
5: <laughs> hey, But again, who cares what I say? It doesn't matter what I say.
0: I don't abide by the Big J rules, okay? I'm my own man. You are not. I am yeah, my, I am Neo of the journalism. Journalists. I'm well, Neo. I'm the one. i am broken free of the Matrix.
5: You also said you're not a journalist. So, I mean, it, all, it Zach, also works out for you. It all
0: you. works out. Zach, before I let you <laughs>
5: <laughs> you're like, yeah, you probably shouldn't be doing that.
0: All right, Zach, before I let you go, who do you got tonight? March Madness. You going San Diego State or
5: UConn? UConn kind of feels like a team of destiny. They, they get on these runs, man. Whether it was Kemba Walker or um, what's his name, uh, the guy. Uh, Shabazz Napier. Shabazz, Shabazz, Shabazz. Shabazz. Napier. They get it. They get on these runs, man, and they just they just can't be stopped. So what about and a Max with... yeah. right, right. But that that team was like good the entire year. Right? <laughs> yeah, they like, were really good. <laughs> ben they were really, really Gordon. good. good. <laughs> yeah, Ben Gordon. So yeah, I'm Richard Hamilton. Going to go with you,
0: Zach. Do you have any? uh, Do you have any? Do you want to throw your hat in the ring of uh, the "You Can't See Me" celebration from uh, LSU, from
5: Angel Reese? Yeah, I, I literally could care less. Why, just, why who cares? Why? Why, why do people? Yeah, you
0: can you can see that every night in the NBA. Anytime someone scores a touchdown in the NFL, uh, people pimp home runs. Like you can see someone celebrating in some kind of way just about in any sport you ever would want to. So,
5: yeah, the only thing the only thing I I have for that one is like Caitlin Clark did it to somebody else. Um, I don't know why Angel Reese took offense to her doing that to somebody else. <laughs> Like the only <laughs> like, the only she, thing that I think she is called funny, it like disrespectful.
0: The only thing that I think uh, is funny about that. it sorry, sorry, continue. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, go for it. I said the only thing that I thought was funny about it was she waited till like there's ten seconds left in the game <laughs> and did it for like thirty seconds to Caitlin Clark and Caitlin Clark never yeah. acknowledged her. Like that was the funniest part to me. She's like whatever, I don't care.
5: <laughs> yeah, right? Like she she talks as much crap as anybody in the country. I know. Uh, it's like, who uh, cares? Why would she she can't she can't then be offended by it, but I just, I just found the fact that Andrews did it because she was, she, I don't take that disrespect lightly because she did it to some team in the Elite Eight. <laughs> it was Come like Louisville like, or cares?
0: something. Who cares?
5: Literally, who cares?
0: I mean, I thought it was funny because people get so worked up over it. Like, I mean, have at it, I guess. Like, L- LSU just whooped their ass. Like, it was domination. That's,
5: right. That's the unfortunate thing about it. LSU dominated the game. Like yep. it wasn't even, Like, it wasn't even close. And yet, that's all we're talking about. But.
0: I think I think the bigger crime against humanity would have been, like, maybe some of the fashion choices from from Mulkey, Oof. the head coach. <laughs>
5: <Oof>. yikes. <laughs> hey, yikes. but
0: if you're bold enough to rock it, then rock it. Um, looks good to me. I was wearing a as,
5: as yesterday, though. Well, listen,
0: if I was, like, if I was in some kind of national spotlight, I'd probably wear ridiculous clothes, too. Why not? All over it. I know. You know you would. I know I, know I would. That's the thing. Zach, <laughs> have fun at opening, or uh, home
5: opener, excuse me.
0: All
4: right. bring, Bring
5: home a W with you, and don't drink too much. Right.